one, take two of Classic Elder Scrolls Night, episode 16. Today's Freydos, mid-year the 20th. We're, we're back in. Uh, we were having some, some technical issues earlier. Hopefully we don't have that issue anymore. Uh, hopefully things are, are corrected. So, we're in Skyrim today, guys. And I'm going to be playing my questless character build. She's level 2 right now. We'll get into that in just a few minutes. But first, we want to mention that our show is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Quality headphones. 30% off. All with our code off the record. By the way, these things will be shipped to you for free. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. You get them for free. And the 30% off with the code off the record for headphones over at TweakedAudio.com. Extremely durable. You want these things. Trust us on this when you hear us. Talk about them all the time on on uh, all the different shows here at QGM, and also by Audible, AudibleTrial.com/slash/QuestGamingNetwork. That's a place to go for you to download a free book today if you use that link and sign up for a uh, for a, a, a thirty day trial. Of course, tons and tons of books over there. Give them a try. Use them. Uh, hey, use it with your brand new tweaked audio headphones. Huh? That's an idea. So thank you guys for sponsoring our show in part today. Of course, I am your host and your humble fellow Tamriel Traveler, Ivarwin. And I'm joined by the one, the only, Morcue of Tamriel. Thank you, Ivarwin, and hey up, my ducks. You're back with me, Morcue, here in the God's Green Skyrim. The ever-dependable... You can always count on Skyrim to get you through those sad times, through those depressing... Oh, God, he's been lost. <laughs> it's going to be all right, Moritz. It's going to be okay. The guy really takes his football real hard, you know? <laughs> he has to wait for the next one. I'll be it's going to be great. Maybe this is a good time to just kind of pan the camera away from it, old Mori. <laughs> Let the man have some dignity. There's no dignity in defeat. Oh. And 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 Shank, Shank the tank, the the impenetrable, the illustrious, uh, something that's another cool adjective, <laughs> Shank. Ah, <laughs> oh, let me taste your tears, Maury. <sighs> Love that England lost. That was just great. I'm such a great mood after that. That got awkward, real fast. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's what having three points feels like. Anyway, welcome to another bi-weekly classic Elder Scrolls Night. Um, let me just uh, bask in the magnificence of Maury's misery right now. That was uh, excellent. Was that was that good for you? Oh, dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. So, so Maury, while Shank is basking, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can where they can connect with our show? <sighs> It's all right, brother. You can watch us live every other week, 9 p.m. Eastern, Eastern, at twitch.vb forward slash quest gaming network. You can email us at Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com. Title it That Show Without Dave. <laughs> Find us at Elder Scrolls off the record.com and questgamingnetwork.com. You can follow us at the Twitters. At Elder Scrolls OTR. Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Elder Scrolls off the record. And then we're on Google Plus. That's where all the cool kids are. It's Google.com 
forward slash the quest sign. No, not the quest sign, the plus sign, Quest Gaming Network. That's true. Um, yeah, you know what's awesome? I love that England lost. Um, but on, on that note, uh, tonight, wow. as you can probably see in the live stream, <laughs> uh, we are playing The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And uh, Ivarwin is continuing his questless character from a fortnight ago, so this should be interesting. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we have a discussion topic titled, What Would You Do to Make Skyrim Better? And this uh, comes to us via the uh, Bethsoft Elder Scrolls uh, forums. Uh, plus, we have your regular fast question, Maury's random lore book, and uh, your emails. So it should be a fantastic show for you all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, just to kind of recap on on this character right now, um, I started it the last last episode of of Classic, and uh, the the whole idea is basically just to kind of run her around Skyrim. Um, we we touched base last episode, sort of sort of uh, taken to the forums as as we usually do, and someone had asked the question, you know, is it is it viable to just not do any quests at all? And and uh, we we took up the challenge here. Um, and and that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, we we had asked a question on Twitter today. Should we play Skyrim or Oblivion? And the you know everyone everyone weighed in, and with a landslide, uh, Skyrim won that vote. Um, and I think it was because you know everyone wanted to see what this questless build is is going to kind of be like. So right now she's a mage. She's level two. So so barely nothing done with her at all. And, uh, Shank, I, I think the last time we spoke, we were, we we're going to do, like, Illusion, right? That was going to be one of the things that we we're going to build into this character? Yeah, yeah, because I, I described to you, sort of similar to what I did with my Mage Challenge, was I built what I call the Defensive Mage, using, you know, Heavy Illusion, to, uh, uh, using uh, Fury and stuff like that to basically confuse your opponents and just have them fight each other rather than an Offensive Mage with, like, Destruction and stuff, yeah. Right, so so that's that's where we're going to be heading with this right now. Um, now, unfortunately, as it stands, uh, I, I really don't have any way of doing this uh, because I don't have any illusion spells to start working off of. Okay, can I tell you how you do this? Yeah, go right on ahead. Right, you need to go find some bandits, kill them, get all the gold, then go to the Riverwood Trader and buy the Fury spell. Right, that's, and that's exactly yeah. what I was like actually about to you know say was that. Um, there's a there's a fort over here that I'm gonna I'm gonna run through with my destruction spell and uh, try and try and get through that get all the get all the gold from it and then and then sell it off and try and get some illusion spells. Yep. So that's that's actually what I'm working on and it looks like I'm off oh. to a pretty decent start. <laughs> that, that's a random thief just just kind of running in there. Yeah. Grab all of his stuff. So, so this is where we're going. I hope you, uh, I hope you, uh, I hope you're entertained. I hope you enjoy it because this is definitely going to be a very interesting endeavor for myself, and uh, I hope you think so too. Um, all right, enough of that. Now that we have the backdrop of of the episode that the YouTube uh, individuals, uh, the viewers, will be will be watching. And, and guys, let me know if the music is is too loud or something, because um, I, I do have it up quite a bit. So anyway, uh, let's get right into the show proper. 
Number one, if you had the power to add new content to make gameplay better for Skyrim, what would it be? Pretty good question right off the bat there, huh? Oh, yes. That's a, that's a doozy. It really is. This is one of those questions that... Oh, look at this archer. He's like, oh, I'm going to get you. Um, this is one of those questions where, you know, Maury and I were kind of perusing through the, the forums today, and it just it just jumps out at you, and you're like, oh, man, I mean, there's, there's so many things. Like, and, and what's crazy about it is everyone's played this game and said, damn it, I hate it when that crap happens. And yet, when you're asked the question, like, okay, what would you do to improve things? Then you draw a blank. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like, everyone, everyone's got lots of ideas until you actually ask them the question. Right, right. Any ideas, gentlemen? <laughs> okay, okay, all right, Shank, it sounds like you've got quite a bit there. <laughs> okay, first, um, the, specifically to this question, okay, this is asking... If you had the power to add new content to make gameplay better. So he's specifically talking about content here. Right, which I think is a funny question to ask because we all have the power to mod this game to add content to make the game better. Mm-hmm. We all have this ability. All you have to do is just learn the development tools. Correct. Yeah, and... I mean, I know I personally have made the game better for myself by just modding the crap out of it with ENBs and stuff, but that's that's not necessarily content. That's literally just pushing the guts of the game as much as it can go. So for content-wise, specifically, you know, tech aside, let's talk about content here. One thing that I and – I, and I've said this many, many, many times before, and – I, I, I think uh, a lot of you, know, you folks that have uh, played Oblivion will uh, agree with me on this, is that, yes, Skyrim is an amazing game. It's a brilliant game. It does a lot of things right. But one thing that I felt that it was really, really lacking was specifically related to the, the guilds. And we, I, I've mentioned this on this very show yeah. and on Elder Scrolls Off the Record a few times is that I felt the guilds were just too too short and I just didn't feel invested in them. Like I really didn't feel like, oh man, like I totally understand and I, and I, and I, and I get what they're trying to do, these people in the guild. I felt that way in Oblivion and I think a lot of it was uh, maybe the writing, the type of quests and just the, the sheer number of quests in each guild. But in Skyrim, I, I didn't get that feeling. So if I were to you know add something like that, I would simply flesh out the guilds a lot more. And that's something I you know I really do think that would add a lot. I I, I for one would feel like I would be a lot more invested in the guilds because the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood are my favorite guilds of all time. And I was just a bit disappointed with them in uh, in Skyrim relative to Oblivion. So that that's definitely something that I would start with. That's exactly what I said. To Arwen, I said Shank will say this when we found that. Um, yeah, well, you know me pretty well, man. Yeah, you know me pretty well. Yeah, right. Adding new content has got to be fleshing out the guilds, and uh, you know, I would go as far as to make. I would like to see a more meaningful civil war. Um, yes. You know, ra- rather than just depose the head of the of the certain towns and, and things like that, and. And have like this one last kind of epic battle where you go and overtake over one town or another. I, I, I'd like it. 
maybe more Game of Thrones styly, maybe a little bit more bat stabbing and, and and all this kind of just like, a lot more complex. I mean, you have to think about it like it, it's rather simplistic in, in like the ter- like the actual concept of it. Like we want Talos, you're not allowed Talos. Like it's kind of simple. Like, I'd, I'd like it to be a little bit more in depth and, and like meaty and like I don't know. To me, it, it it's almost the biggest story alongside the Dovahkiin. Like, so I'd like it to have been just yeah. That for me, that would be to make that a lot better. It definitely had the potential to be the most epic, without a doubt. I'll I'll, I'll definitely say that for sure, <clears throat> because it it was pretty much like the the secondary story in in greater part of of Skyrim. You know, number one, you had yeah. the, you, you know, you you had the main story, which is of course what's going on with, uh, with the dragons. But but then at, at what's the other major conflict? It's it's this 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 um, you know, civil war that that Skyrim seems to have embattled it, it itself in. So yeah, I I definitely agree. And also, like like if you like me, like I usually if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna do the um, the, the Civil War, like, I will play the whole Civil War, like, because it's, like, six quests. But, like, one thing that always annoys me is, like, you'd do a quest, you'd come back, you'd get a reward, and then you'd get a title. And and there's ne- like there's there's really no point to the title. You know, it's, I think it's something like Schoolbreaker or something, if you're in the Stormcloaks and things. And, like, I'd really like just more interaction with the Stormcloak soldiers or, or, or like, the Legionnaires. It's just... Just make it better, you know. Make it longer, perhaps, and yeah, like make it feel epic, like fighting a dragon in a different way. I guess. Yeah, just sort of you know bigger and and better. Yeah, definitely. Now, on on that note, I mean, when it comes to making it bigger and better, uh, more epic, you were saying. I think were were your words, Maury. How would you? Especially with the with in the case of let's go in the case of the Civil War, all right? Because I don't want to say that you're I don't want to assume that you're saying that all the quests in Skyrim are could use the the bigger and more epic. No, oh, no, yeah, I'm especially talking about the because, like you know, like you said, it's pretty much the second biggest part of of Skyrim for me. Like after being the Dovahkiin, it's it's the most prevalent kind of happening in the world is I mean even you know even the when the dragon starts like you're a, a captive to uh, you know the Imperials and then you've got General Tullius there I believe and Ulfric so like right from the get go of the game the, the civil war is, is in your face so yeah they should have done just a better job with it I, I don't know how they can make it better um just maybe make it, like I say, longer. Have have more plot. Have more, um, like I said, you know, game Game of Thrones style it, and um, just have more intrigue. And, more political uh, intrigue. Yeah, like yeah. you know, because like like I said, if you go um, to the towns after you've done the Civil War, like different people will be in charge of them. Like maybe have more political influence with those guys as well. Yeah, very interesting. 
Um, one of the I don't know. What do you think, Shank? You got anything on on that? You want to add to yeah, that? Maybe I think. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, for me personally, and certainly I know a lot of you listeners, viewers uh, feel this way, uh, is that a lot of the fun in Skyrim co- and you know Elder Scrolls in general just comes from the side activities, not necessarily the main quest line. And I always personally felt that the main quest in both Oblivion and Skyrim were the weakest quest lines. Yeah. So I'm kind of along with Mori is like, it's called, I mean, you know, if it's called the main quest or whatever, you know, make it feel like it has very real gravity to it. And it, it is this epic, it, like, basically, I want, I want to, I, I want to play the next, uh, like, Elder Scrolls and be like, okay, the main quest was the best quest in that game. And I can't say that about Oblivion or Skyrim, uh, Skyrim a little bit more so, but, well, Oblivion actually a lot, but... You know what I mean? Like, if it's the main quest, yeah. like, have it be really, really huge and epic and drama and, like, make it really impactful to not just the world, but to you as the character and also to you as the player. Um, and I think that's something that's really important um, to, uh, to, I guess, try to convey uh, in these games. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We, we've said many different times that... Um you know the 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 main quests in in this game, even the quests in general are are not nearly as epic as the quest you make yourself, uh, that you can make for yourself. And I, I think just as like a just as a theme or a, as an idea of you know one way you could you could make Skyrim better through adding content would be just to make those quests a little bit longer. Uh, and and maybe uh, take the stories um, and and flesh them out a little bit more. You know, the Dark Brotherhood quest is a, is a fantastic example of this because it just kind of ends, and there's never been any like real resolution to it. It just ends and kind of ends on a low note as a result. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that annoyed me with with the Dark Brotherhood um, is is the fact that you stop getting contracts like. The, you know, like it comes to a point where you just have nothing to do with it. Like, like the thieves guild, you know, you can still go back. You can get your your like random generated quests, but that doesn't happen in the um, Dark Brotherhood, and that's a little bit of a letdown that you can't, you know, just go and get more uh, contracts. Right. Like, would it would it have killed? Uh, would it have killed anyone to keep getting more contracts? Well, yes, of course. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, would would it have been like a big issue to just have have some of these um, these these quests, like the have the Dark Brotherhood contracts constantly coming in? I, I, I mean, I, they couldn't have created uh, some sort of um, NPC spawn. Well, I mean, they've, they've already got it in the Thieves Guild, so they've shown that they can do that, you know, because you get quests from uh, Delvin and, and Vex who just give you random quests over and over. Like, I don't see why they couldn't have just programmed... Um... I do. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it sounds like a cop-out, but I, and I, but I really do think this was it. I honestly think it was a hardware limitation. Um just the number of stuff that you have to randomly like procedurally generate like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the newer machines and certainly the PC, I, I, I don't think we will run into that issue in Elder Scrolls six. Okay. Well, that would, that would definitely be, 
that would be nice. Yeah, it would be great, and I would not leave my house for months. <laughs> well, that that would be one way that I would I would increase the um, the gameplay uh, through through content is just to kind of you know uh, look at the Dark Brotherhood and and say you know once you're done with the quest, you still get quests from the Night Mother every every X amount of game days. And, and just say, okay, now go after go after this NPC and and uh... well, it, it's it's funny you say that because in Oblivion you um, you know like in Skyrim you rise up through the ranks, and in Oblivion they do something similar like that, but uh, where you're like the, the the listener or whatever. So you're you're not so much going out and actually carrying out the contract, rather you're conversing with the Night Mother and getting the contract from them. And, you know, delegating it to your underlings because at that point, like, you are the head honcho of the Dark Brotherhood. So, like, you can get whatever. Um, so, it's, it's Oblivion, like, sort of half did it, but it's, it's, they didn't do it to the point where you are the actual one carrying everything out. Right. Hmm. Um, I would, another thing that I wanted to suggest for this topic was the, the, uh, the AI in the game for your followers, your companions. It was always just, just very annoying. <laughs> Even to the yeah. point where I mean, just just think about um, all of the different, th- all the different things that that you've run into in the game that were was just kind of either lore breaking or didn't make sense because of those those companions, or just random NPCs. You, you know, you do all these fantastic quests, and and what happens when you run into a guard? You know, they, they don't recognize it. It was one of the biggest complaints of the game. Um, mm-hmm. the, the companion AI. You know, you're, you're trying to fire off an arrow. What happens? You know, Serana walks in front of you and takes the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little things like that. Um, if, I, if I had the ability to do it, I would, I would look into finding a way to fix that stuff. So that's uh, more stuff that I would I would do. Mm-hmm. And again, that AI like that—that's that's something that's very much determined by hardware, uh, which is again why why I think that some of these issues that uh, we were having with Skyrim, I, I do really do think that by the next game they will be they'll become a non-issue simply because they're just the more powerful hardware at our at at our disposal. What about a hardcore mode where where oh my god um, like things like this this little this little sweet roll here you know you have to you have to eat and uh, you have to drink and and potions count for you know half to a yeah, half their their normal normal potency or three quarters less their normal potency um, you have to sleep yeah what so what do you think of that being as maybe part of the answer here yeah so I mean. The thing is, like, uh, there is a mod called Frostfall, which is very much exactly what you're describing. Like, right. if you go out up north, you will get cold. You need to wear furs and stuff. If you go swimming, you could get frostbite. You need to eat. You need to sleep. You need to, like, make camp and stuff. Well, that, that's if you, um, sorry, if you tie it in with uh, realistic needs and diseases. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. That, that's, very, that's very true. Um, but right now, that, that's a mod. So if you're on the PC, you have the option to do that. But again, if you're on the 360 and the PS3, you can't really do that. Um, 
I think that would be great. I th- I just think that I mean, if that was just like another mode, like a difficulty mode, yeah, as like an optional yeah. mode. I yeah. would never say that that would be the default. I would never suggest that because that wouldn't. Wa- I wouldn't want that to be the default mode that that I jumped into immediately. But I'm just saying, like as a as a suggestion for a type of mode in the game. Honestly, like um, I would like that to be the default because I think if. If people actually played the game from the beginning like that, then you wouldn't know any different. You know what I mean? So you would just get used to all this fact. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like it as if it if it would be the norm and not even a hardcore mode. Just that be part of the game. Oh, that I, would, I don't know. That, w- that would introduce... Oh, my... Ca- Honestly, like, we yeah. just need to get away from casual gamers and just... Like if you want to do Elder Scrolls, you gotta you gotta get you know you gotta flop your balls out on the table and, and like man up and. I think yeah, I mean that that's the thing. Like I think uh, I I'm very much a player that likes immersion. Like that's why I, I won't fast travel, but you know stuff like that. But I think something like that, if you built it into like the base game like that. And I mean, obviously, you got to do some balances and stuff to make sure all the systems work. But if you built it into the base game, I personally feel like it would add to the immersion. And of course, you got to make sure that it, it's not ridiculously annoying, so it makes people just I don't want to play this game anymore. But you got to make it also challenging enough that it you do have to think about it. You can't just go like running around just not sleeping for three months. Like you do have to think about. I think yeah. it would be. I think it would add something. I think I really do think it would bring something new to the series. Um, and you know, Bethesda has has a history of looking at the community mods and implementing uh, mechanics and stuff from them. So, uh, I think it would be something new for the series. And I think for a player like me, it would add uh, a, a great deal of immersion. Um, you know, once once they've got the mechanics and everything working properly. I know what I also would like is I really like being a vampire in, in Skyrim, and I really like it if they if they flesh that out a little more like you know if we had this like make sure you have to you have to feed and and Mm -hmm. sunlight does something to you you know like uh sunlight actually never killed vampires in in any kind of um old law of um like the world but people just assume that sunlight kills vampires but it's not actually true um but yeah just Flesh that as well as you know with the dawn guard and, and um, castle Volkihar, like that that could have been a lot more epic. Like to me, it's a long storyline basically just because that stupid veil place just takes so long to get through. <laughs> Such an annoying part of the quest when you have to go and tip that bloody water. Like ah, oh, that that was that was like one of the least fun parts of the of the game for me so i would like that to be a little bit better anything else guys anything else you would you would add to the game to to improve it any other thoughts all right well uh it does the conversation doesn't end here of course um so shank you, you said you were watching the chat room right I, I actually had to turn it off to to increase stability for for the game i just got way too much running right now so i can't see what they're saying but maybe uh you could tell me what's what's going on what do they think about yeah, they're some of them. They're actually, they're actually kind of the 
liking the uh, like you mentioned that difficulty with Frostfall, and people are saying you know great mod Frostfall. Crispy saying, uh, oh god, I just Shank has a major conflict of interest with his aversion to fast travel and his need for speed. Sorry, I had to troll her. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're they're no no no, dude. They're they're having a good conversation here because it looks like a lot. It looks like they want more options and choice, almost like they they're having some very good suggestions here. Oh, what's some of their suggestions? Um, you know, okay, okay here we go. Uh, Osgan says, I guess most people wouldn't see that as an issue, but I memorize maps very quickly, so exploration loses its luster faster. Uh, more for me than most and he's talking about you know the fast traveling and uh, i would assume that this is relating to the the immersion that i mentioned earlier um talking about not knowing about quest markers here uh actually yeah a lot of people don't like quest markers can you take quest markers off in Skyrim? yeah i think you can yeah i saw it built into the game i think i mean yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah take a look Go but uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's a there's some more people saying like you know more fleshed out uh, guild lines, more fleshed out quests. Um, so it, it looks like we got some people that uh, we could turn it off. Yeah. Not yeah, it looks like we, we people not necessarily like you know a replacement for content, but just like more of what's there and kind of building off of that. Well, I'll tell you, building off of more of what's there. Uh... I've noticed, and we, I think we called this out either the last episode or the episode before, um, when it comes to the western part of, of, of Skyrim, wow, I'm about to, get, I'm about to die, uh, when it comes to the western part of Skyrim, there's not nearly as much content out there as there is on the eastern part of it. It's like, it's like they built um, three quarters of the game, uh, the, the eastern and northern... I'm trying to work out which which side's east. The right side of the map. The right side of the map. So you're saying that Markarth area has got less stuff. I'm saying I'm saying the western part part of Skyrim uh, seems like it. Yeah, it doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of content as compared to the the other areas of of the map, the north, the east. Um, Some even even some parts of the south are, are a bit Spartan when it comes to little vignettes like the one I'm in right now. So I would I would um I would like to flesh out more of the the western area for sure. I think that would be uh, a great thing to to see some more some more uh caves and and stuff like that. Of course if I if I had the ability to to do this I that's what I'm saying. No, All right. That's right. Um, anything there's else? One, there's one thing I need to re- address though, because yeah. it is absolutely bugging me. Okay. Is your looting practices. Okay, what's wrong with them? It's really not effective. Okay. Like, you're picking up daggers, like, that's garbage. Like, yeah, I know. They weigh two and they cost like ten, that's really bad economics. Skyrim hoarders, man. Yeah. You need, you need to be picking up with equivalent of one weight for the value of ten. So if something weighs three and costs thirty, that's good value. If something weighs fifteen, and and you get twenty gold, that's bad. Well, I I understand what you're saying, but right now I'm trying to pick up everything I can for the most part that I think I can sell to a vendor, <laughs> just to get gold. Yeah. Just to get gold, yeah. 
Oh no, but yeah, but you, you know, like when you was in the dungeon, you was you was leaving like a lot of hide um, armor, and like that is actually quite profitable uh, because you can get quite a, a bit of it. So, all right, well, yeah, I... uh, you know, I'm, like, I'm not getting on the case, but I am. You kind of are. You kind of are yeah. getting on the case. You're making you're making me feel like like a like a jerk, actually. Like... Yeah, that, that's really what I was going for because yeah. you didn't defend me against Shank and his bullying about the football. So Wait, you're bullying me right now, actually. So it's kind of sad. Uh, and and I'm I'm not being bullied just by you either. Like there's this apprentice necromancer I'm trying to fight. And, oh yeah, uh, he's totally. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the joke's it. on him, sucker, punk. Uh. That, ne- that necromancer's pissed because England lost. See, I I love this. I love watching the Roman fight. Because he, he really wants to be an Elder Scrolls player. He's in first person fighting. Then when the shit goes bad, it's out in third person. I need some situational awareness. <laughs> I need to see what's going on. What's wrong with that? I'm, die I'm trying to figure out what where, what am I backing into. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Fast question. Do you want co-op tests? No. Yes. Next question. Okay, Shank. Why? Why no? <laughs> Um, I actually, uh, it's weird. I, I cha- I've changed my mind about this over the last two years. I wrote an article about this two years ago saying, yes, we should have it. And I explained why. And now I don't. Um, I, one of the things I, I strongly believe in just my experience from playing the games for, you know, two more years, two additional years is that it's a very, very personal adventure uh, just because you know these games are you know given their single player experience and given just you're dropped off in the world you you can literally do and go wherever you want in there and you're as you said earlier in the show of Arwen you're creating your own adventure yeah you know and and I think there's something very very personal about that really because you know you, you talk to any of us at the network none of us are going to have the uh, the same experience none of us across all the characters we've created none of us are going to have the same experience oh yeah without a doubt so i think i i i and this is going to sound really really selfish but i mean this is this is just my outlook on the 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 uh, well definitely influenced by my playstyle for sure but you know, if, if I, I really want to, when I play these games, I want the focus to be, you know, my adventure and the story that I can tell, you know, that Shank can create for himself, and all the adventures and you know, fun stuff and running away that you know I have to do. And and I think that's, I, I think having a second player for me personally would really really distract from that because I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel wholly invested in my adventures and what I was trying to accomplish. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense in my well, head. It makes sense, but I mean as as a well, it makes sense, but but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pivot over over to Mori on this one. Tell okay. uh tell tell Shank, you know, what what he what he may be missing or what you feel like he may be missing the 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 part of the argument here that well, I mean, actually, me and, me and Shank almost kind of had this discussion a little bit earlier uh, about Elder Scrolls Online. We were talking about uh, content and, mm-hmm. and Elder Scrolls and, and feel of it. And mm-hmm. 
Like I, I really think that me, like me and Shank, have a drastically different op- uh, opinion on what Elder Scrolls feel is. Mm-hmm. Like, like to Shank, you know, as I said, it, it's Shank dropped out in this world. He's he's can go discover. He can go see all these sites. He can he can do what his heart um, wants to. And like with me, it's does it have a um, is it is it true to to what I'd want from Elder Souls experience? Like, do are the quests um, do they feel like it's Elder Scrolls quest? And so that's why I don't think that having another player with me would lessen the Elder Scrolls experience because you're still getting um, that same kind of epicness. You know, like uh, the Rift still looks amazing. If you're on your own, or if there's somebody with you, like right. I, I don't see a difference there. You know yes. what I mean? And fighting a dragon, you know, if that would be a lot more epic if you took it down with a friend. Like to me, that you've accomplished something with a friend to, you know, to do. That, that's just a lot more. Me, me and Yvonne were talking earlier about MMOs, and that's that's one of the best feelings in MMOs is, is when you you're with a friend and you accomplish something that that almost seems impossible and and that's really a great achievement and so that's why I think that having epic moments like Elder Scrolls can give you having it with a friend would actually make it more epic because it's rewarding in that sense here here's uh I, I I agree with you and that's that's one of my uh, one one of the reasons why I I would like to see an optional co-op mode in in an Elder Scrolls game. Um, not that I think there's anything wrong with with uh, how it's done in in online. I don't think so at all. But what I what I do think is I think the the hardcore Elder Scrolls fan is is sort of inherently turned off by something in online. So. I think you would you would probably find you know uh, what people have been missing, what hardcore Elder Scrolls fans feel that they've been missing from their gameplay by introducing a a, uh, a co op mode. Uh, the reason why I feel that way is because it, it wouldn't you don't necessarily have you know all of these people running around in your game. Um, and and breaking breaking your immersion you can you can sort of just say all right so i'm here and i feel like having a friend with me you know you know what i'm trying to get at and and then at that point you can gate them into coming into into the game based yeah, on I mean, that since since the beginning of, of like rpgs like you know you always find npc Guides and you know in fantasy films like the hero will always usually band together with people like what what's what's the difference between having a a living breathing companion as to say Lydia like well see and I think I think that's <laughs> that's that's where uh, to use an oft used phrase I believe we're at an impasse <laughs> <laughs> because to me. The main thing is it's it's has Elder Scrolls in there. I mean that that to me. I mean there's if if 
that name carries a lot of weight with me. And like for you, you were saying, you know, you take down like say you were in a bar when we're questing around, and uh, you guys took down a dragon, and you you were mentioning how you got you know you would feel more epic and stuff like that mm. uh, because you you as you said you know a seemingly impossible task that you you know you did with a buddy. To me, that would almost dilute the experience. I would feel less epic because I was doing it with somebody else. Uh, whenever I do something in these games, I feel like I had total ownership of it, and it was on me. I was accountable for whatever happened, and if I failed, it I failed, and it was because of me. And if I succeeded, this glory and everything was mine. And, and like I said earlier, it, it sounds selfish, but it's it's that's just how. Uh, I, I enjoy my experiences in these games is that it's me, myself, alone. It's me in the world kind of mentality sort of thing. And I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel like, if Arwen, you mentioned, you know, there might be something missing or something like that. And I, I don't feel like I'm missing anything, be, not having, you know, one of my friends with me in the game. I feel like it's perfect that, yeah, it's it's me versus the world. And I... I I really do think that for me, having a buddy would dilute the experience and I wouldn't have fun. Well, when I say missing, I was, I was really sort of saying that maybe, maybe there's something here that you haven't considered. Um, not that, not to, not to sort of say like, you know, you, you're wrong for, for feeling that way because you, you, uh, missed something that's important. Um, so I, I want to kind of apologize for that. Cause I, I, that's not how I, I didn't mean to come off that way and I hope you didn't take it that way, but. Um, I, I do feel like there there is there is something here uh, regarding like a, a co-op experience in Elder Scrolls that I think a lot of Elder Scrolls fans, aside from just been who've been asking for it, um, I think a lot of Elder Scrolls fans would would seriously enjoy just saying like you know okay cool now I can now that I've I've played so much of this. Um. I would like to bring in a friend and, and play along with them. I, I think it comes to a point where you just sort of a lot of a lot of Elder Scrolls fans just sort of feel that way. Like I'm at a point now where I'd like to I'd like to play this with one friend or two friends and, and go from there. Right, and at, at the same token, I think because this is a very divisive uh, issue, naturally, duh. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a, you know another. Uh, group of you know the hardcore Elder Scrolls fans um, that love the game just as much who would say no way yes. I don't want this in my game at all I, I, I absolutely agree that across the board no matter how you feel about this I think there's going to be one, one truth that, that would ring out is that a co-op Elder Scrolls an Elder Scrolls game that features co-op in it would be a feature that is not as popular as it looks at it on on its own merit. I think a lot of people would play the game just as you're saying, Shank. They would appreciate the fact that a co-op version of it is exists in the game. Uh, co-op mode exists, but I think um, most people would not even utilize it. I I kind of disagree um if now if you're talking about diehard elder scrolls fans like yeah i think that's a split decision 
But like, you know, as Skyrim proved, you know, twenty million sales, a lot of people who have played that, you know, are looking at Elder Scrolls online and, and you know, they, they, maybe they don't play sub fee and all that, you know, they're not playing that. But if they had the option in Test Six where like, maybe their buddy's got, you know, Vane and Wood, you know, they just jump in there for an hour, two hour just to play together. Like I I think that would be a very I think it'll be a popular feature for for the for that for that crowd that was bought in from Skyrim who necessarily don't didn't know that there was an Oblivion or know there was a Morrowind or Arena Daggerfall Shadow Key, anything like that. But yeah. you said earlier when we were talking about content that, you know, you, you didn't want the casualization and those were the casual people that came in didn't knowing about the other games. So you want to give them more content? No, that's what I'm saying. Is the fact that is there is it it's I think it's a it's a split fifty fifty for the maybe the purists, so Right, but, but I'm an but extra you, crowd. Right, but you, you were saying earlier that you didn't you were like kind of I guess annoyed or frustrated with the casualization of what happened. Oh yeah, but that that making it you know, because it would appeal to casuals doesn't necessarily mean it's a casual addition. Gotcha, okay. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, like, no, no, you know, yeah, no, no, yeah, I needed some clarification on that. Like, me and Avarwin, like, you know, we're pretty, I'd say we're, you know, we do classic, like, I think that we could, we would have enjoyment in playing together an Elder Scrolls game um, that wasn't the online version. Mm-hmm. So, I think it, it, it could work. I think, unsurprisingly here, Shank is taking the extremist opinion and saying... <laughs> No co-op mode. I don't even... Because I, I honestly, like, I really don't even want the option to be there. I just want... Really? Yeah, I don't even want the option. I really just want the single player. You and the world, you create your own adventure, have a blast with your buddy. Because uh, honestly, the, 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 the and this is a weird concept to think about, but it, it's true for me. And again, I'm probably in a minority. And yes, I do have very extreme opinions, but just hear me out on this. Yeah. Uh, I Always. think... The fun for me, Elder Scrolls. You know the the the, the numbered series. There they are a single player experience, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, but playing with another person, I I really am of the mind that playing with another person is not the only way to have a quote unquote multiplayer experience. What I love is every week I hop on, talk about Elder Scrolls with my friends who are also playing the game and other Elder Scrolls games. And that's what, that to Shank, that is the multiplayer sharing the experience part. And I, and I really, and I'm of the mind that having a co-op or having a physical player next to you, you don't need that to have a great experience with, you know, a multiplayer experience. I really don't think you don't, you need that. I, I think there's a big, I think to me, there's a big difference between, like both of us have have killed Alduin. Like, I think there's a big difference between us talking about our experiences killing Alduin, and talking about our experience together in killing and Alduin. Uh, so I I kind of have to disagree there. Oh no no I think I think there is because like you would, obviously apart from just purely mechanics and systems you the it would be inherently different right because you'd have to just because there's two of you. You would have to, or two or three, whatever. You'd have to work out your strategy and tactics differently, which adds a new element to the game. 
I'm not denying that at all. I, I do think it would be a different experience, but I all I'm saying is that I <laughs> I don't want that at all. Oh yeah. yeah. But just like and to get back to epicness, like if I know you don't raise the difficulty on your game, you know, like you'll go in and you play, you know, seven hundred hours all on a depth <laughs> level, like so. Uh, I don't know when when you talk about epic moments and and challenge. I don't know. I, I right, right. But see, here here's the cool thing, and this is goes back to what we were talking about on Twitter. Is that we Elder Scrolls means different things to different people, right? So for you, yeah, exactly. you've mentioned multiple times just tonight. Epic to you is like, you, how many times did you mention killing a dragon tonight with the yeah. word epic? Yeah, and see, that's an epic moment for Mori. An epic moment for Shank is rounding a vista and just seeing a sunset. Yeah, it's very true. You know, so it's it's very very different. So yeah, that, I think like we were mentioning, I mean, this is a very divisive topic, and it, it's you're going to get extreme opinions on one side or the other. And you're also going to get the people in the middle. They're like, yeah, you know what? That would be cool. I wouldn't care. Well, what is, what does the chat room say on this one? Are they, are they weighing in on this at all? Are they saying yes or yeah. no to the co-op? They're either saying Mori's wrong or Shank's wrong. So yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. He's, he's not kidding. Like it's either Mori's wrong or Shank's wrong. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's not surprising. It's, it's a divisive subject. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It's meant to be because, you know what? This is classic Elder Scrolls night, and uh, you know, even though we're we're having fun, we're we're rounding up the uh, the Elder Scrolls community, and and we're we're saying, hey guys, you know, we're all part of the same community. What do we think about some of these some of these topics? Because Bethesda's got to be thinking about it themselves, especially mm-hmm. after the the huge huge call for for a co op uh, in in Skyrim. It, w- it was massive. But see, and he, I, this is what I want to know, is that that call might have been huge, but who was calling for it? Was it the new people that were introduced to Elder Scrolls through Skyrim? Or was it the, the, you know, the, the franchise veterans who had been playing from the older games? That's, uh, that's let, really what, that's the breakdown. Right, let me, that I let me tell you well, something. I'll say it, it, it is both. When? Because uh, I, I'm sure, you know, people who played the game would have liked, you know, even in Oblivion, you know, I'm, I'm sure Lou, you know, when he played Arena, like, it would have been cool if he could have had a, a friend with him. But also people who are, who are getting into it at Skyrim, they're seeing things like um, Grand Theft Auto, which, you know, started out as a as a single-player game, which now branched in, into online and multiplayer. You know, we've also got Assassin's Creed, which, which started out as single-player. You know, and arguably... Had has had more games than Elder Scrolls, I guess. So, but I think I still think there's a huge difference uh, between those because let's let's put it this way: the 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 hardcore, long, uh, long-standing community members of Elder Scrolls, these guys they they roll with the punches. They they could care less. All they, they uh, look at perfect example, and this is where I learned this lesson from you. You don't you don't get you don't get more pillar of the community. Uh, you may not know her by name, but but damn it all, you know the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, and you you know the Imperial Library, which is where which is where Lady Narivar hails from. If you're part of this community, you know you know those sites. We feature them every week. Absolute pillar of the community for 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 years, twenty years. Um, Lady Narivar is she long-standing pillar of the, of the Elder Scrolls community, right? Could care less. Just you know, wants a new Elder Scrolls game. That's all she wants. 
just a new Elder Scrolls game to play and enjoy and see what's different this time around and how Tamriel has changed. So, so when you ask the question, like, you know, what do you think about, about them and, like, what would they say? I, I really think that a lot of them are just like, you know what? We've seen it all. We've been through it all. We were there for Arena, and then we saw Daggerfall. Morrowind was a huge change for us. We we saw Shadow Key in the Elder Scrolls Travel series. Uh, <laughs> you know, Red Lord, got, Red Guard. Uh, that talk about a huge departure. You think you think online's a huge departure from the series? Look at Red Guard. Uh, they'll tell you. Engage. Been, been there, done that, and just looking for the new stuff is. is, is uh, really, uh, we have to. Huge due or to DCD Deacon who, who tweeted us that we should play uh, Shadowkey today. Okay, did you see the picture <laughs> yeah, I sent him? That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was pretty cool, yeah. It was cool. It's always good to hear from Pete Hines. So, um, anyway, uh, there it is. I guess, I guess, uh, anyone else want to, I mean, you guys want to just round the discussion off? You have anything, any closing remarks before we, we move on to Maury's? Random lore book. Just Shanks a psychopath. Okay. Like, it's it's just it's you know it's back crap crazy when it comes to Elder Scrolls and it's it's like yeah. I feel like that may not be you can't fair. argue with that because it's clever. So <laughs> that may not be a say? fair thing to say. I'm just just gonna throw that out there. But okay. I would agree. Okay. Yeah, like, it's it's just. <laughs> No, I mean, I, 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 I'm unashamed to say it. And, you know, if Arwen says the, the immovable shank the tank every week, I, I, I take that. That is a point of pride for me. I, I admittedly have very extreme opinions. Some people like it. Most people hate it. Most, most people hate it. But you know what? I mean, that's, that's what the series means to me. And that's why I love it and have fun so much and play hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. All right. Well, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, turn your radios up nice and loudly because Moriku of Tamriel is about to tantalize you and titillate you with the this week's installment of Random Lore Book. Take it away, Mori. Now, how can I follow that? Really? You know, <laughs> just keeping that pressure on. Like England at a penalty shootout. Ah, shut up. You'll do a good job. Okay. <laughs> so, we've randomly got The Red Year, Volume 1, by Melis Ravel. Forward. When I originally decided to write these accounting of The Red Year, I elected to travel across Morrowind and speak to the Dunmer people themselves. I sought first-hand accounts and personal views about the cataclysmic event. I felt that if I simply did the research in the library stacks at the College of Winterhold, I wasn't really telling the tale that needed to be told. What struck me as I moved from city to city, town to town, camp to camp, is that all of the Dunmer I met shared an incredible bond of sheer courage and unshakable faith. So what began as a chronicle of one of the worst events in the history of Morrowind became something altogether different the celebration of people who can never be defeated. Drellium Vess. Tear. The ground. It was just turned into mush. There was almost no warning. I mean, we were what? 
perhaps a mile from the nearest swamps. It was like the swamp suddenly swallowed up half of the city. I asked, I asked him to describe what happened from the beginning. I owned a farm just outside of Tear at the time. We were planting the next season's crops and getting ready to store what we had harvested. Everything was going well until the Red Mountain exploded. Almost immediately, the ground rumbled and shook. Cracks started forming everywhere, and then the water just started seeping through. It was awful. In a matter of hours, I was knee-deep in swamp water, running for my life. Where I was running, I had no idea. At first I ran towards the city itself, but it looked like the walls were cracking. All around me, people were desperately trying to save their livestock and their families from the rising water. Just when the ground shaking finally died down, I had a moment to think. There was a horrible cracking noise. I'll never forget it. Because I knew what it was before I looked. The entire southern wall of tear collapsed, sending guards tumbling into the swamp. I heard people screaming as they were covered in rubble and forced down into the water. Forgetting my own problems, I looked over at my fellow farmers who were all staring at the carnage unfolding before us. Suddenly, we all just forgot our own problems and ran to help. There must have been hundreds of the, the poorer folks who lived outside the walls helping the rich ones who lived in the city. Never saw anything like that. I think we must have saved hundreds more that day. Naria Ralitha Gnis Naria was badly burned by the eruption and had trouble speaking to me. She is currently convalescing at the Temple of Azura in black light even after all these years. I've tried to record her story to the best of my ability. It was such a terrible thing, the fire, it burned everything in its path. It flattened trees, turned our huts into splinters, knocked over towers like they were made of parchment. It all happened in an instant. A rumbling sound, then a massive wall of flame. It was so high, it blocked out the sun. I thought that the world itself had split apart. It passed over the water and turned it to a stream. It vaporised everything it touched. When it finally hit us, I was blown off my feet. Didn't even have time to run away or seek shelter. I ended up in the riverbed next to town, which kept some of the flames off me. All around could smell the car, the charred stench of death. There were Dunma that were burned alive and some never even saw it coming. I lay in the riverbed for two days before the healers found me. When I could finally stand, Nisus was gone. There was, there wasn't a thing left. It was though it was wiped off. The face of Tamriel. That's uh, part of the Red Year Volume One over at the Imperial Library. Very, uh, very dark words. I think you can agree. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, though, I think some of the dungeon music may have given that uh, book a bit of a lift. Yeah, it gave it a little bit of uh, 
Ambience. Venus. Ambience. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Alright, guys. Well, you have weighed in the last few weeks telling us how you feel about, about the show and some of your questions. Uh, why don't we head over to our first email and Shank, would you mind reading that for us, please? So, first email from Armand says, Hello, Classic Crew. Armand here. First of all, Thank you for what you do, and even though I'm sad to see Classic going bi-weekly, I'm glad to see it stay. We are too. A few episodes ago, you discussed map size and point of interest density for Elder Scrolls VI and procedural generation versus hand-placed worlds. In my opinion, I'd like a handcrafted world with fewer points of interest that are larger inside, unique, and more interesting. I think Elder Scrolls Six will be larger and have more points of interest than Skyrim. But my question to you is this. Would you prefer a world with fewer but more unique points of interest or a larger world with more areas, even if they are not totally unique from one another? Just an idea. Thanks again for the entertainment. I have an answer that most people will not like, but I'm going to defer to my co-hosts first. Well, the first thing I'd like to just kind of throw out there is is the fact that um, just because, hmm, I I think maybe maybe the uh, Armand doesn't understand that that maybe Skyrim was was actually created by hand, and just because they the game is procedurally generated doesn't mean that it's going to have more content versus it being created all of the points of interest being dropped in there by hand and created by hand. Uh, so I want to get that out first. Well, well, this was an episode where we were speculating on if we wanted Elder Scrolls Six to be handcrafted like Skyrim or more procedurally generated like some additional games that are coming out in the future. Right. Okay. And then Mori. I, I, I'd like a bigger world that was all handcrafted. But okay, but he, but he, but he's okay. Hold on, because but he's asking, would you prefer a world with fewer but more unique points of interest, or a larger world with more areas, no. even if they were more, if, even if they were not totally unique from one another? No, I would like unique. Yeah, like I mean, you know, we, we've seen the map on um, Daggerfall when the Warrens played it, and there's a lot of spaces on there, but you know, it it might look. Yeah, I'd, r- I'd rather have fewer, I'd, I'd r- you know, quality over quantity, I guess. Unsurprising, I'm going to say the larger world. Really? Because yeah, because I I would just want to just keep walking and walking and walking and just explore. E- even if there were fewer points of interest and and not everything was as unique as the more compact world. I dude. I love just walking and walking and walk. I would just keep going and going. That's I, I would prefer the larger world for sure. So you must be getting No Man's Sky then. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a weird console game that's going to be procedurally generated uh, NPC. in space. It's on PC. I thought it was only console. PS4 PC. Oh, okay. Hmm. But yeah, there you go. All right. And uh, Mori, our second one, please. Pretty yeah, I just finished reading. <laughs> okay. Hello, Classic Crew. My email this week is a question to you guys. 
how do you know if you have too many mods, or is it even possible to have too many? I was evaluating my Elder Scrolls trifecta and realised that I had heavily modded all three games for Morrowind. I really just have one mod, but it overalls the entire graphics of the game. For Oblivion, I have a few graphical mods, and then a gameplay overhaul, which is really fun and super challenging. Today I noticed that I now have over 100 mods in Skyrim. Some of my favourites are interesting NPCs, ace combat skills, especially ace archery, and Frostfall. My game seems to be running smoothly, but every time I look at new mods, I see more that I want. Do I have a problem? Anyways, I'm curious of what sort of mods you guys might be using on your games. Thanks again for all the hard work and dedication to the Elder Scrolls community. Keep up the great word. Great work. Cheers, Ricka, aka Sorry and Greystorm. So, I love this email. What do you what do you think, Shank? Uh, first of all, one hundred mods. That's awesome. Um, secondly, no, it's it's not possible to have too many mods, and the reason is because you're on a PC. If you need, if for example, if you if your PC is not uh, if you're if you're having issues with performance, you can just slap on a more powerful component and keep modding away. Uh, Obviously, cost comes into account, but no, you don't have a problem, man. I mean, you you are crafting the game to what you want it to be, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're using outside tool sets, sure, but that 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 is not a problem because you're changing the experience that you're having and catering it to your fun. So, no, you you are playing it, you're playing it correctly, and that is the way that you want to be playing the game and experiencing the games. Um, what sort of mods do we might have? I'm just going to give you one, which is ENB, uh, Real Vision ENB. Changed my experience with Skyrim totally. Yep. Shame you couldn't get that on PlayStation 4 because that share button would be worn out. Oh, especially with Shank. Are you kidding me? Yeah, with Shank on ENB on PlayStation 4. It'd be crazy. Or PS3. Um. Yeah, like, you you can't have too many mods. I mean, let, let's look at it this way, like, art. It all starts with a blank canvas. So what's the blank canvas? Skyrim is the blank canvas. Everybody has different tastes, so they're going to paint in a different way. But, you know, who's to say how many brush strokes makes a masterpiece? You know, someone could say it's an absolute travesty. Um, just just bring it... Oh, wow, you're a vampire of Owen. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Turning. That happened. Yeah, okay. Um, it happened. So yeah, like I was trying to be really artsy then. Did it did it work? Like Did it did it work? Uh did I sign artsy and like pretentious? Yeah. yeah. Ah, awesome. <laughs> okay, that's my answer. Good, good. Yeah. Pretentiousness. I'm trying to use lots of mods. I use uh, I've probably got eighty five, but I would have more. You know, things like immersive armors, um, immersive creatures, deadly dragons. Uh, a matter of time is one of my favorites. Just a little simple clock, but it's really good. Yeah. EMB real vision, like Shank said. Um, just, yeah, glowing arrows as well. Glowing arrows is, is sick. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard Dave uh, talk about that one, and he, he loves it because you get to find all your, your arrows and stuff, but... That he, I use it because of what he said, and yeah. it is awesome. 
Yeah. I I don't I don't download a lot of mods at all. I mean, I've got the I've got the the uh, add-ons that Bethesda released. I used to have some add-ons that added to the soundtrack, which was which was great. Then they they stopped. I guess updating them so the, that I had to get rid of that because it bugged out. Yeah. Um, I had a Doctor Who mod on here that I thought was really kind of kind of funny. Wow. Yeah, they put the TARDIS in the game. Oh, dude, I couldn't even resist. Hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, that was basically it. You oh, we, we, have also got, we, have to, we have to chuck out a, a massive uh, mention to uh, Sith Lord Core, who of course has got QGN followers mod. Oh yeah, there 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 is that as well. Yes. If you want Paygate, the Imperial horse, and um, if you want to see Shank meet his demise, yeah, Shank's bank. Liz's yeah. Liz's Liz's character in that mod is is smoking. Just gonna say, it, it absolutely is. <laughs> you know, you can get the Avarwini blade. Yeah, you can. You can. Fight the ESO trolls. Right, right with that, right with that mod. So yeah, we gotta we gotta chuck that out there because you know you put a lot of effort into that, so you guys should definitely try it just for a little bit of fun. All right, well, um, here's an update, okay, if you haven't been following along with, with my uh, my character creation here. Um, I I managed to, to pick up Fury. I also got Ray Zombie and Conjure Familiar as well. Um, and then and then Clairvoyance. Fury and Clairvoyance are the, the illusion spells that I was able to get right now. Um, it seems like I, I don't know if maybe I'm a, the dungeon's a little too high level for me, but it seems like the the zombies are resisting my my um, illusion spells. Uh, what would ver- complement your illusion very well, uh, in my opinion, would be uh, investing in like an Atronach uh, with it. That could because that that you're kind of killing two birds with one stone at that point you can use your illusion and also conjure your atronach so while your own guys while your enemies are fighting each other if they're like bandits and stuff your your atronach is also doing damage and you're just sitting back and you're like hey i'm squishy but you can't really get to me yeah so i don't know if you want to go that route but i know it that really helped me a lot when i was playing this type of mage yeah i don't really know if i have uh access to that right now though it's um yeah i mean what I do, you know, what I did on my legendary was with the Luton, is I, I went for the bow and then you just take off the remaining health of the the last one that's left. Um, oh, with the conjured bow? Uh, not maybe not conjured bow right at the minute because he's not going to have the mag- the magic to cast it or um, yeah or the, skill yeah. in it. But you can start yep. off with you know with the archery and then when you can get to uh, conjured bow, it, it's going to do you know because it's the equivalent of a daedric. Um, a daedric bow for the damage output, so it's pretty good. Um, but also, what I would suggest doing this is to is actually avoid a lot of dungeons right now because you, you don't actually virus, have right? the, the capability of um, uh, affecting the undead with your uh, skills until you get, I think it's a hundred a uh, hundred points in. Um, in illusion, so you can work on Daedra and Undead and uh, Dwarven mechanisms. Well, um, I'm getting through it, so so we'll we'll see how it goes, I suppose. 
Um, but I think uh, for now, guys, that's that's going to be that's going to be our show. Um, of course, if you if you enjoy what what you've heard here from look at that, I leveled up and everything. Um, if you've enjoyed what you hear heard here on uh, Classic Elder Scrolls Night, you know, give our other our other shows a uh, a listen to here at the Quest Gaming Network. And by that, I'm talking about, um, of course, Rift with Reforged live Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, then again, uh, with Swotor Reforged Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, then Totally Heroes, which is totally live, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. We've got Shank Spiel that's on YouTube. That comes out Thursdays, 9 a.m. Eastern. That's uh, Shank's discussion points on, on the gaming industry at large. And then, of course, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. We've got Classic Elder Scrolls Night every other Friday. And when we don't do this show, we're doing Minecraft Off the Record. That's come back Fridays as well. 9 p.m. Eastern. Next week, we're going to be doing uh, Minecraft off the record. So, if you enjoy that game, be sure to tune in to that. And then, Saturdays is Shank Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. All of these shows are recorded live on twitch.tv slash Network. And if you don't catch it live, well, shame on you, but we're going to help you out anyway with our, our YouTube account. And that is youtube.com slash Network. Of course, Check out our website for all the latest news in the gaming industry and and really thought-provoking and well-informed opinion articles at questgamingnetwork.com. Gentlemen, your final thoughts, please. Uh, just like England, we're going home early. So thanks for heading, hanging out with us and supporting us. But yet again, we're just a massive letdown. <laughs> oh man, it feels so good that England's out. That's just awesome. And also, Crispy. Need for Speed! Oh, Crispy loves the Need for Speed. Yeah, she really does. She's all up in that shizzle with yep. the Need for Speed. Yeah, maybe not so much. No, she's got that. That's their, that's their um, the, the thing on a car. You know, the number plate. It's Need for Speed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, take care, everyone. Be safe. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, may the foos be with you.